It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back uh, to Genome Stories with me, John. I'm Owen. I'm Sam. Uh, and today we have a uh, Chatham's one and only, I think, world champion, if, I, if I'm right. Yeah, I think jo- I'm Yeah, yeah I'm Johnny right. Armour. Yeah, thank you for joining us. Thank you, yeah. yeah nice one. Thanks. Um, it's, I'm actually really excited for this. Obviously, uh, it's not every day you get to sit with world champion and talk about your career, really. Yeah. Talk about where you started from, going through it and... Basically, yeah, it's your story. You tell us everything you want. <laughs> if you want to leave bits out, leave bits out. If you don't, hopefully, get everything in. Um, what I'd like to start off with, uh, Johnny, is um, basically strip it right back. When did you first put your gloves on? Well, I first stuck my gloves on when I was uh, 10 years old. Uh, my dad uh, took us down to St Mary's Boxing Club. And uh, to be fair, I went down there with a, a group of lads uh, friends which lived on the estate with us and I, and I weren't really that keen on it at first for sort of like good sort of few months really but my dad was encouraging me to get into boxing because he'd done it when he was a young kid but he didn't have the you know the people behind him to push him like his mum and dad had a big family so he couldn't sort of go where he wanted to go really but he, he wanted me to sort of like you know sort of give it a big go and you know see if I like the game but there was times when I would just I would rather go out with my pals and go to the gym. But my dad encouraged me to sort of go to the gym, then you go out with your pals, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I think you need someone behind you to actually do that. There's times when I think myself, if I if I didn't listen to my dad, I think bloody hell, I wouldn't have gone as far as what I, I did like, yeah. So just to put that into uh, perspective, you when you were, you was ten years old when you went to seminaries out. Just how old are you now? I'm 54 now. 54. Yeah. You look younger than me, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when, um, so when you went to St. Mary's, did you start your amateur career early on or was it? Yeah, I started when I was 10. So you couldn't actually box until you was 11, but I was, I was on the verge of sort of nearly 11. So I think I was there a good sort of four, four months just training. And then when I got to 11, I got chosen to fight for the club and then we went on from there sort of thing. Who was at the club at the time? Hold on. So oh. was Freddie Ludlow there? Yeah. When Fred, you were Freddie Fred, Ludlow. Fred Ludlow, a legend. He was, yeah. He was the best best trainer ever. Yeah. So, yeah I've so, heard a lot of stories about it. We, we're good friends with... His grandson. His grandson, yeah. Is that Bill? 
lads from the uh, the estate but they was always loads bigger than me and I, I was the short ass sort of thing and uh, so when I was sparring I was always sparring big lads and they, I was getting knocked not knocked about but you know weren't controlling it they was in more control because they was bigger heavier yeah. they made yeah. me a tr- stronger fighter I was going to say give you that education yeah. to what's going to come later yeah. on yeah. so um, the, when you were like you, you said you didn't start fighting till 11 yeah. Um, how many like amateurs did you have for St Mary's? In the end, I had uh, I had 112 amateur fights, but they wasn't all from St Mary's because I boxed for England. I think it was about 16 times as well. But but it wasn't all classed under St Mary's boxing. Right. Okay. Club, yeah. Which I was, I was like a uh, I stayed loyal. Like I started when I was 10 there, and I stayed there. So I turned professional. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. and you um you had you've got quite a decorated amateur career, haven't you? Yeah, I ain't bad this. I started you know, going in the school boys obviously, went in there three times, and then I, I got to the finals of the school boys, and then I got beat by a scarcer, um, which was very uh, you know, very close, could have went either way. And then I uh, went in, went, then I went in junior ABAs, got to the finals again for Nigel Wenton, great fighter. And I got beat by him in the finals, but I just kept on going. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then obviously went senior then to the ABAs and went into that three times and I got court finals. Then I, uh, then I got, I think I got court finals again. And then the third time I, I won the ABAs. Yeah. Oh, okay. the, and this would have been the era where, um, you see it more nowadays where people get looked after. I imagine your sort of era would have been you were turning up, didn't know much of the boy, 50 50 bouts, go exactly. for it there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you didn't know, like, uh, you didn't have all this, like, uh, watching them on DVDs or CDs or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know, you just, as soon as you turned up, you thought, right, he, he won, he won the, uh, the fight last week against, like, London areas. So he's the champion mm. of there, so you. You know, you, you had to fight him on the next, next sort of a, a like quarterfinals or whatever it was. Yeah. So you had to, you you basically get another hard education because yeah. you're learning how to box and the amateurs whilst these are, you're fighting hard guys. Yeah, exactly. Which are yeah. yeah. So you said um, you fought with England. Um, where did you fight? Did you fight all over the world or yeah. how did that? First, I fought in uh, Ramsgate. That was uh, against East Germans. And uh, and they're a tough, tough lot mm. of the East German, and that was back in '88. So that was when, or '87, I think it was. That was when the war was up. And I don't think I was a sperm in a bollock at that yeah. time. Sorry, yeah, but like you, you know, you had tough when you boxed for the first time, and then you know, putting the England vest on made you feel like. Oh. You, get, you get to keep it as well, yeah. So, what was the process of getting to that? What, um, yeah, that, that's a good question because to get there, you had to go for all the schoolboys, the junior ABAs, and then when I got to the uh, senior ABAs, I, I started beating boys 
that was right up there, like from Manchester, Birmingham or whatever, and they were sort of picked for England, like boxing for England, and I was I was beating them in the end. And then uh then then I got picked to box for England when when I beat a couple of classy boys on the way up there. Right, okay. Did was you were the because um, the amateurs are like ranked now, were the amateurs ranked when yeah, in the end, that was yeah. Where did you? Where was you ranked? If you can remember, I was ranked sort of number number three uh, around that area, number number six. But obviously, when I won the ABAs, mm. then I went to number one. Yeah, so you were so the best. The, yeah, you're right. I can remember the boxing newses and and you looked up, looked through the boxing news, and it was like the amateur ratings. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you um you would have been the best amateur for your your yeah, uh, your weight class at that time as well. Yeah. So which obviously again, so you're doing things the hard way, but you're like you've progressed, I imagine, well, and then obviously getting picked by England. Yeah. Oh, that was like a especially putting England best on an international uh, anthem. When you get in the corner, in the ring, sorry, and all the oh, it's like, yeah. Who was the trainers around then? Uh, Kevin Nicky, he was like the top England squad trainer, and he was there for a long time. And Ian, Ian Irwin, he was the other uh, England trainer. Now, I forget a lot of things. Well, been in the game a long time, and memory ain't the best, but. I know a lot about the boxing. Story. I was going to say yeah, you probably yeah. know more, like forget yeah. more about boxing than I know. That's, so, yeah. uh, <laughs> else I'm like, you know, I do forget a lot. And mm. I have to be reminded a little bit. Yeah, no, that's yeah. Uh, and then um, who was the guys you were boxing with at the England team? Oh, they was like uh, from Birmingham. You had Mark Ramsey from uh, from um, York. You had Emery Walton, another great fighter, Richie Woodall. He was Richie Woodall, world champion, wasn't he? Uh, he, he boxed. For, he, is he? I think he got beat in the uh, world. He went for the world title. It's yeah. a Sky commentator now, isn't it? Yeah, that's Sky yeah, commentator. Did, uh, with um, was it Eubank and all that, wasn't he? Yeah, that's right. Mm. Yeah, that's yeah. 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 Same as Henry Walton. He boxed like Nigel Benn and all that. Yeah, he's up there. Then obviously there's Billy Schwer, lightweight fighter. He was top boy there. These are all boys who sort of won the ABAs or was up there in the England squad. And then you know you had Mickey Campwell, another great fighter. He was a flyweight. Uh, Keith, uh, Keith, uh, I thought his name was Keith. He was an army boy, another great fire. Uh, so, was you training with these, or was you still down St. Mary's? Or I was training St. Mary's, um, up till we got called. We used to get letters come through saying, Right, you gotta go to a Crystal Palace for England squad training. And as soon as you got a letter through, you thought, Gosh, you know, this is hard because you used to stay in a little flat, sit, uh, stay in a flat, like a big, um, Lots of student accommodations yeah. sort of thing, yeah. all, all the boys who had their own room, all had their own room, and it was all like all the top fighters from light fly to super heavyweight, which is you know, you got light fly, fly, bantam, super. Yeah, bantam. Yeah, I yeah. bet that was yeah. mayhem. Oh, I bet they like yeah, the this, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I bet it was and mayhem. You, it was, and you had other fighters who was the same weight as you, so you, you knew you were sparring in the next day, and oh, you know, it was yeah. like. Because it was like me from Chatham or whatever, fighting someone from London or Birmingham, sort of like sparring, but they weren't soft spars. They was like, yeah, you're trying to be the best. You're trying to pick, yeah. That's good as well because you had in the morning they used to blow the 
all or whatever, and then you used to have to get up six in the morning, all years, like the old team, and all run around Crystal Palace uh, ground. You know, oh, you really? Know, yeah. Oh. Every morning. Like military. Yeah, that's yeah, 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 it was. And then you had to, like, that was a, sort of that time, and you went for your breakfast, then nine o'clock you was down gym one, and you was doing technical training, then gym two at two o'clock or whatever, then you were sparring at three or four o'clock. So you had about four sessions in each day, but they was hard. Yeah. That, oh, yeah, I could imagine. And obviously, iron sharpens iron. Did, yeah. you, did, did you feel yourself improve? Oh, definitely. Like- Just watching other fighters like your Richie Willows, Henry Waters, you know, all the top fighters, we was all in the top of our league, of our weights. So we was ones picked to box for England to go to another country. And like, ah, oh, it's good because uh, there's times that you think to yourself, Jesus, you know, you, you fight for your country, and it, oh, it felt nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah I can imagine. Yeah, it's not sticking like football, is it? Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. You imagine how many people um, go through boxing throughout life, and you're probably in a like top one percent. Yeah, of all of that to go fight for England yeah. not many people can come down and say that can you no, so yeah that, you, you'll have that the um, what was I going to ask um, when you fought did you go fight abroad yeah we boxed in uh, obviously boxed at um, boxed Germans first that was in Ramsgate then uh, then I got picked to go to uh, Scotland then we, I boxed uh, Drew Dockett over there and great fight I lost it but it was another, it was Amber and Tom, we was like, and then I got picked to fight for Ireland, uh, to go to Ireland, then I boxed Wayne McCullum, the pocket rocket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we got silver, I think, in the Olympics and stuff. Sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, so it's all like He ended fights. up being a world champion as well, That's didn't right. he? Yeah, yeah. 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 And then, then I went to, got picked to fight for um, uh, Canada Cup tournament, so we went to Canada, Ottawa, and we was over there, and then you had to sort of like, a big draw you had to like first the first one was I got a Korean uh, I knocked him out in the first then I had a then I had a, a Mexican I thought you know, I had a bad draw because it was really hard then I beat the Mexican then I had a Russian and then I had another Russian in the in the finals so uh, but I, I got beat in the finals then I went got picked again to go to a Canada Cup tournament and the, the next time uh, I won the gold. Okay. Oh, was that? So how old was you roughly then? I was uh, 20, 20, 21, I think it was. Yeah. Still young though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. still quite young. Yeah, so Been right. 10 years in the game now. Yeah. yeah. 10, yeah. 10, 10 years, years in the game, in the game. yeah. From starting at 10 to 21, you've won yeah. a gold. Yeah, it's good. And then, was then after that, I got picked to go to Helsinki to fight um, for the England again. And when I say we went to Helsinki, but it, like I did Canada, there was like 15 different countries. You had all the countries in, in the world. So you had to go for all them, the best of that country, best of that country. And then when I boxed for Helsinki, I had a tough one out there. I, I beat the um, Helsinki bloke. So I stopped him in, in the first round. Then I, then I boxed another Russian. And then, uh, then I boxed a, um, some other fella from... Uh, I think I've got a yeah, Scottish bloke, um, John McLean. He was, he was uh, the champion. I beat him. And then after that, I had another Russian who was the army champion. And he, and I got beat in the final. But what a tough fight. He got say. the fight in the, uh, the actual tournament in the end. Sounds like they've just bred like yeah. a load of Russians out yeah, to go yeah. to these. <laughs> <laughs> just end up with yeah. Russian. When, um, what weight was this? 
This was a flyweight. Flyweight, yeah. yeah. So did you find like um struggled with like finding other people like you were saying at St Mary's, you're fighting bigger boys. Was this similar when you went to England as well? Uh now when you went to England, England squad, you was fighting uh like sparring and, and, and fighting boys was a bit heavier. They were sometimes like bantamweight or featherweight. Mm. Oh, I used yeah. to fight with Colin McMillan, another fighter I just remembered. He spar with him loads as well, another great fighter. He was featherweight champion. And uh yeah, but it, it brought you on stronger because when you had to fight someone your own weight, you, you didn't feel, you know, so heavy, heavy yeah. powers and heavy punches. Uh, you know, it's tough though. Yeah, definitely. So did um, any like Olympic or Commonwealth get talked about? Yeah, I, I said uh, once I won the ABAs in 1990, I got told that I'd be fighting for the Olympics Uh that was number two years time. Um, I, I just had a kid coming up and then um, I was thinking about, I needed money as well. So to, for me, baby coming and so. Yeah. I can imagine it's quite, obviously if you, you're doing something that's you're yeah. not getting paid for. And them days you're right. Cause them days you saw you got, when you box for England, it was expenses like 50 cent quid or, or 70 quid when you went to, you know, that was your expenses. Yeah. You know, you didn't get like you do these days. Sponsorship. Well, lottery funding. Yeah. yeah. You never had that back then. No, no? not at all. Oh, no. Did you have a, any, did you have a job on the side or was you just purely boxing? Yeah, I was, uh, in the end, I was roofing. Right. Yeah. So you're not, not only are you doing all of this to, with your boxing and do it like doing well, you, you're actually having to work with it. So yeah, again, definitely. I imagine you get up, do your runs, then you have to go to work That's and then it. you go, exactly yeah, which yeah. is, uh, again, extremely difficult and people don't see that side of it because no, everyone yeah. sees you in the ring. Exactly that. You know, they don't see the part where you have to go uh, every morning, training, then you go work. And uh, they used to drop me off, This is and people know about this as well. I used to do a day's work roofing down Sitting Ball and then uh, he dropped me off at the roundabout at Sitting Ball and I used to run home from Sitting Ball uh, to, to my ass, which is, I think, nine, nine miles with a sweatsuit on to get the weight off as well. That charm. After a day's work. born to charm. From yeah. Newton, yeah. Rain That's and Dillon. Yeah. Oh, right. I was, uh, I used to work with and Williams and he used to drop me off at the roundabout and I used to run home and then he used to ring, I used to ring when I used to get back. Oh, yeah, I'm here. And he worked out the time and, yeah. So as, Ooh. as an amateur then, what was your accolades? So you were, you won ABAs. Yeah. What else did you you won the gold at the Canada Cup? Yeah. Well, I won a silver at Tama tournament, and then uh, won a, a silver at the uh, Acropolis Cup. That was in Greece when I went over to Greece, um, and then uh, I won a, another silver when boxer in Scotland. That was another multi-nation tournament. Yeah. And then um, just off that, is there, I know you've obviously said a few names, is there someone that really sticks out that you've trained with that really sticks out in your head that you knew that you're going to be a world champion? Yeah. The one I did know who was world champion, I used to train with Lennox Lewis. Um, okay. There's no bigger name than that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, there's more good fights as well. I, I find it hard to remember a lot of the fires because uh, yeah, I don't, I don't Ian, think you're topping that name though like that's yeah, it no, he was, uh, Ian John Lewis was somewhere isn't he yeah, was he the same time he was there 
Yeah, we went, we turned pro near enough the same time together, sort of thing. Oh, okay. Because we turned over with uh, Frank Maloney then, but obviously now Kelly. it's Kelly. Yeah. yeah. And, um, yeah, and uh, he'd done me good because he got me a Commonwealth title shot, and um, but he had Lennox as well. Mm. Okay. So, um, so then I got offered um, bigger paydays uh, with Mickey Duff, so... I was with Frank for a couple of years, two or three years. Then I went with Vicky Dove after that. Okay. Uh, what about, like, I'm sorry, strip it back to your amateur. Yeah. We were talking about, obviously, the best person you were training with. Who was the best person you fought in the amateurs that really sticks out? Uh, Paul Ingle, a great, great fire. You'd um, part with Dom Ingle and all up in Sheffield. Is that all of the no, same? It was uh, Paul Ingle. He, he won the world title and... Uh, he went on to do good things, like he was right at the top. And as an amateur, he was like stopping them, knocking them out. So I, I boxed him in the final, so I knew I had a tough fight. She had to have about five or six fights to actually get to the finals. We yeah. had to fight everyone who was at the top of the, like the best man in Kent, best man in London, best man in Birmingham. Right. You know, everyone you had to go through, you had, you had to fight the best man and... Paul Ingle, he got the finals. He was stopping them, and I thought, oh, this kid's going to be hard to beat. But I beat him in the end, but tough, tough fire. Hard night's work. Yeah, mm. definitely. And I was the underdog. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing... The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then, Judy discovered ChompaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now, Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Even when I've got the magazine now to say, oh, yeah, Johnny Armour's fighting Paul Ingle. But, uh, you know, the odds are on... Ingle, like he's gonna win because he's 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 stopped a lot of his fight, a tough fire. I beat him in the end, but he went on and done very well as a professional as well. But he had an injury, right? Okay, so yeah, no, um, and then so you said obviously, um, about like turning over, um. To pro was it just straight amateur pro, not like what you'd get nowadays with this unlicensed scene that's on. Was yeah, it? it was just from amateur and then uh, straight into, I went straight up to London, I had to live in London for my fights, which first I had to sort of train from Chatham, so I, I used to jump on the train at Chatham Station, 
and then get a train from there to Victoria, then jump on tube to Victoria to uh, Seven Sisters, and then a bus to the Seven Sisters station to the gym. And I used to do that every day. What gym was that? That was um, New Enterprise gym. I think. I'm sure it was New Enterprise. The opposite Tottenham Football Ground it was. Okay. Sure. So yeah. how did turning yeah. over, because obviously now you've got a choice now between the Olympics and then turning pro, but obviously you're talking about you've got a baby on the way and stuff yeah. like this. Um, but how did that come about then to turn pro? Um, when I won the ABAs, I got offered, um, you know, I heard that Frank Maloney, they, you know, like punching yes. with the footlers and whatever, you know. Coming to scare you up a little. Yeah. Have a look at but lucky enough, one of my friends, Charlie Rumble, uh, the dad, Charlie <laughs> Rumble, Oh, senior. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He knew uh, Frank as well, so he had a little say there. He said, but Johnny Armour's with our club, St Mary's, and like, would you look after him, Frank? So I had that option as well, which was nice to Charlie to do that for us. So um, he got me up there a little bit further. But then I heard there's other promoters, like your Barry Earns, and, and they were sort of like, uh, I could have went that way as well. But I went with Frank first, and I've done all right. Yeah, the um so with that then would you be did you have to become a ticket seller or was it all sponsored because obviously the one thing that we always talk about is how hard um basically being a ticket seller is as we've we've all done it but yeah. did you have to be a ticket seller yourself or what you're just saying it now and yet nowadays people have to be like a ticket seller to actually like get up there not get up there but to get yourself a bit further up there, yeah. quicker. Yeah. Otherwise, it's a struggle. But when I was there, uh, lucky enough, I had a big supporting, like coaches used to come up from all different areas, you know, and, you know, from the poacher's pocket, you used to get a coach, and then you, you had the cannon in Gillingham. And, Did Shay had the back in the medway at the time? Yeah, I had, I had loads all, all following me, so it was great. But well, I won the ABAs, it was behind me then, I think. Yeah. Oh, I Do you find that made things easier for your career to progress? I think it did in one way because uh, obviously winning the fights and uh, being an aggressive fighter, which I was, I think, and the crowd loved that. So mm. you don't get all like the crowds from London that used to follow me, like Canyon Town. Yeah. Oh. Just different pressures, not like, yeah. so you're not having to sell tickets, but the pressure's on you because they're there for you and they're yeah. supporting yeah. you. So it's a different kind of pressure, isn't it? Exactly that. When you went out there, you could hear the crowd and it was like, yeah. Yeah. Um, your first fight, <laughs> this go, going back 1990 yeah. in September, Lupe Castro. I remember that. I yeah. yeah. Le, uh, Lewisham. That's right, Lucian Fit, I think. Was. Yeah. yeah, how did that feel getting your first pro fight? It, it was brilliant because first you was thinking when you when you're fighting as an amateur and you're doing three rounds, so now I'm thinking I've got to do six now. Can I do six? But I tried. Oh, did they, sorry, did they not have the standard four rounders? No, no, no not by then. Then it was just the three rounds, and then you jump straight in from three to, like, to six. Oh, so oh what was Lucian the Lucian Fit like? Oh, it was a good venue because it was like a, it was compact and it, you know the atmosphere was good. Yeah, it was nice. So, because obviously now nowadays, so we're comparing. Obviously, it's nineteen ninety. You're comparing sort of where boxers will now go fight the O two. 
the like OVO, uh, like Wembley Arena and like Manchester, we're getting arenas now. You potentially would have been doing the arena stuff. Yeah. And exactly. so it's not like a small hall. It's, it's just a similar version. Yeah. Reality wasn't. It was changed because, like, you was always used to sort of, I know I thought around the country and all around, but all, all my fans had to go to London sort of to watch me fight. All, all the time, really, yeah. There was only once I fought in Gillingham, uh, Black Lion, but all the other times I was all in London, like your Elephant and Castle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, your call, I fought there loads of times, which is another great um, place to fight. Yeah, love good it. atmosphere, isn't it? I love it, yeah. Beaver Pretty's like, even like, oh, you, you can't pay for a decent ticket, you understand, yeah. which you're yeah. not fine better. Yeah, so, yeah. You're right on it. Yeah, yeah. 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 And then you're, so obviously, you, you win that, and then you go up against Juan Camaro. Yeah, another, yeah, I think that was Crystal Palace. That know? was Crystal Palace, yeah, it's yeah. Crystal Palace. Yeah, um, I stopped him, I think. I think you stopped him in 22 seconds, is what yeah. I've, I've got down here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stake with an arm, <laughs> that, that, that was a nice payday, though. <laughs> early night. <laughs> early night. Yeah. Nice early night. But he, I looked at him and thought, he's got to get back up, surely, from that shot. And, but, you know, you don't realise, when you hit him on the button, they just go. And... What weight you Are you still fighting flyweight? No, it's Bantam then. This is Bantamweight. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. there's one thing I can see and I'm noticing, but with um, Bantamweights, like, you don't really have big knockout records with Bantamweights. No, obviously, not. as we're going to go through, I can see a lot yeah. of TKOs, a lot of KOs. Yeah. <clears throat> like, there's, it's like your knockout rate for that size is actually really good as yeah. well. Yeah, you uh, look at that way, but you're right, yeah. Because you look now, and obviously, yeah. we, I, I, the way I watch boxing now, I look at the bantamweights and that talent, they're very talented, but you can see that the, the like, not punch power, I just think it's just like, yeah, there's yeah. not many like KOs or TKOs no, with that. Really, yeah. That's, that's what you call midway blood, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you said, that aggressive. Yeah. Do you find it helped you? Like That's what I mean, it helped yeah. you. And living on a council estate and not having, like, you know, having money around you. Mm. Yeah. I think you just wanted to do something, you know, when you was going to turn professional, it's something you've always dreamed of and, you know, you, I've always dreamed of being a professional, living in London or training in London to be like, because that's where it was. You know, all the top fighters trained in London. Yeah. From around our area. Oh. When you turn professional, because there's no professional gyms or anything down in Kent, really. And you only had St. Mary's yeah. that seems to have a reputation. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. 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 But they, when I grew up, the reputation, I think, has come from you, strangely enough. The, yeah. When you grow up and you go to school, then you you hear, obviously, about yourself yeah. and the boxing the stuff. Still on the wall, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. I remember it when I first walked in. So, obviously, you've told professionally, are you, are you training in London? You're not at St Mary's no more? No, I had to move. It was quite hard because I was there for 11 years, St Mary's, and I had to leave, like, we trained at Fred, like, low. And um, Andy Kidd, who helped me big time as an amateur as well. They're uh, amical about it, though. Like, obviously, yeah. they, they want you to succeed. You've been with them from 10-year-old. Yeah. You've gone gone through the amateurs, done what you've done and won what you've won to go in pro. I see a lot now. You hear about it, don't you? A lot of people are like, no, I don't want to let that fire go. Exactly. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Well, I think like, yeah. what I've heard of Fred and that, 
I can perceive that they'd be like, no, go on. Yeah. Like, That's where's the opportunity? Yeah. We, we, we can take you so far, and now yeah. you can go further. Yeah. Exactly right, what you just said then, because they, they see me go to that progress of winning what I won with them, and then um, then they just want me to go all the way. Sort of. Yeah, yeah. They didn't want to stop you. Like, some people, I'll back a little bit. Let's, let's go to the Olympics, and let's do this. And, you know, but he said, he said we've always wanted to... Um, a senior ABA champion and actually I've done it yeah. Yeah. to be fair I think if I'd have probably have been like I'll oh, stick around go to the Olympics I know yeah. like it, it, yeah. that's and that's and I, and I, and I didn't want to do that yeah really. that's um, obviously you've got that's such a big big choice to make as well yeah. and obviously it, 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 later on you'll see it, it, it's yeah. still it's not like it affected you I don't think no and like you say it would have got you up there even higher because right. you'd have probably got more pay Bigger paydays yeah. for being like a, you know. Yeah. Who were the trainers in London? Uh, I had uh, Bobby Neal, who was featherweight champion as in, back in the mm. day. And then um, I had um, Mark Rowe, another good trainer. He was a good fighter in his day. He's, he's from um, Sidcup Way. Because there's two Mark Rowe's, but Mark Rowe, who I was with, um, it, he got us, I won the world title. I won the world title with Colin Moorcroft, who's another great trainer from Liverpool. And uh, I was with him for years, used to live down in Liverpool for a few years. And then um, then after, after that, I went with Mark, and he, and he um, I got I won the world title with him as well. Okay. Yeah. S- in Louis Green, Louis Green's with Mark, isn't he? Yeah. I believe. No. Yeah. Well, there's two in there. I can't remember where it was. I think you're right, you know. Yeah. Is it Murphy, isn't it? Yeah, I think, yeah, I think Mark Rose, uh, Louis' manager now. Yeah, and I believe. I, if it's the same Mark Rowe, then yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah, then Louis, yeah, yeah, I was going to say Louis. Good trainees, had some good fighters mm. as well. You know, Julian Francis, who I used to train with as well. Another great heavyweight fighter. Oh, yeah. He boxed uh, Tyson, didn't he? Yeah, 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 I see a video of Julian Francis on the security. Yeah, I've seen seen it. That, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. yeah. Um, I see where he, oh, he's boxed the, far. Yeah, 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 and he's yeah. obviously getting some jiff and he's just like, yeah. see you later. Oh, <laughs> get yeah. down. You're like, well, that's what happens. Yeah. What you like, it's, you yeah. fuck around, you find out. Do you exactly, know what I mean? Exactly that. And uh, he's a nice bloke as well, Julius. And he, he's like, like you say, you take so much, you think that's that's enough. Yeah, yeah, so many people come out defending him. Yeah, it was it was good that. So we'll go. Your third fight was Julio Mengia. Mengia, is it, if I'm saying that right? Yeah, that one as well. And that was uh, Crystal Palace again. Yeah. Another Tico. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that was tough for the Mexicans. Uh, so he kept putting me in with, like, I had a few Mexicans when I first started off, and I thought, God, it's going to be tough. But the, the durable fighters, uh, I think I was quite strong for a bantamweight. Mm. So I, I sort of, and I was going forward all the time. So if I didn't wear them down, I, I caught them with good shots to put them away. Or sometimes I used to wear them down first and then they didn't have much in the tank and then I could see little shots like body shots or head shots and then I used to finish them off then. And then you went at uh, Pat Mayer, again, another KO as well. Yeah. So like Four on a spin? Yeah, four. No, four no, three, three, on, the three yeah. on the spin. Yeah, so he had points and then three yeah. on the spin. Pat the, Mayer, he, yeah. he was a tough fighter. Because, you know, he, um, he was up there going a fair way as well, but 
he was strong, but I, I caught him with a lovely shot. How did you find the change of quality? So I imagine you've gone with the amateurs, you've got, um, obviously you talk about the change of rounds. Yeah. With the amateurs, you're fighting the best of the best that are in the country. Yeah. It's then going to your first what I imagine are going to be builder fights to that's build it. your career. Yeah, um, how did you find the quality? Did, were they similar? Were they, obviously, did you just find yourself having easy nights work? Obviously, I know you're saying one of them you had, yeah. but. Good question. Because uh, there's times when you turn pro and you're thinking, this is going to be so much harder. Mm. But where I was up in the league from, yeah, fighting like top amateurs, like different countries and stuff, at the beginning, I was thinking, this ain't as bad as what I thought at the beginning as, as a pro. I think it's just times later on when you start getting higher and higher up. Yeah, where it comes into yeah. your title fights and stuff yeah. like that. And what you said earlier, when you say they're trying to build you up as well, but there's times when they can make mistakes. They, cause I used to fight loads of Africans and, like, say, Mexicans. Where, and the Africans they brought over sometimes, they were so awkward and cut them a good bang as well. Yeah. There's a couple of times I was in there, went 12 rounds with at, at, at one of the fighters, I forgot his name now. I'm sure we'll find it, I'm sure we'll, and, we'll uh, find it. And he could really bang, and there's times when he, you know, he split in the eye, I had about 12 stitches in one, in one side of the eye, then cut on the the other eye, and he, but I had to sort of dig deep to actually win the fight. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> then you had, um, you was at Kensington Albert Hall for Peter Buckley. Yeah, yeah, he was a journeyman who fought loads and loads of uh, winning record. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say record, winning records. Yeah, yeah, great fighter, but he knew how to sort of like, you know, like uh, if he was doing the rounds, he just knew, knew all the tactics. He was a very clever fighter. Yeah, but beating him done me well because I think that was was that an eight round or a ten? Uh, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know to be honest. It's not. I think it could be. Yeah. I think it was eight, eight or ten rounds, eight rounds. I think there was, but I used to do an eight round, six rounds, six on that. Six, yeah. Probably that Gary Hickman was your next oh, that one. Was it. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say Gary Hickman yeah. would have been your next one. Would um, and I imagine that would have been the eight rounds. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, I think that was at um, Crayford Way or that Welling. Uh, it's Bexley Heath. That Bexley. one. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. You, um, no, Gary Hickman, you knocked out in. Where is it? 49 seconds. Yeah. Jesus Um And then you had, this is um, a question for you actually. So you fought a guy called Miguel Matthews. Um, and that I, was a 10 round fight. If you, you say me if I got this wrong or not, because I, but I'm interested because when I was looking at it, so I've looked at your, um, your record and stuff before obviously you come on. Um, but you, it, it says you won by 59 and a half points. What, on the, on uh, yeah, on to the 58. Scorecard. Yeah, on the scorecards. Where's well, the half point? Good, yeah, where's yeah. these half points come from? Yeah, I didn't understand that. Yeah, yeah. Because there's another one. Yeah. The, and I didn't know where these half points have come from. I didn't know if you would have been able to... If yeah. you, you know, I was never sure on on the points side of it. 
Being from Chatham as yeah. well. Maths ain't our strongest point. Maths ain't mapping. But that's what I mean. Like the, um, it's not something we see now. Was the, the was there um, a different system? Back yeah, it was yeah, yeah, yeah. That's. I think it must have been yeah. Because yeah. obviously it's the ten plus must scoring system now. Yeah. So, uh, uh, yeah, I, I, I imagine if we uh, can find out, try and find out where these half points yeah. have come from. Yeah, because I'm not sure myself. And then it, that one, basically, how was the Miguel Matthews fight? He, he was another tough fighter. He was like a, he had loads of fights as well. He was like, he was sort of bloke that, you know, if you couldn't beat him, then, you know, you weren't sort of going places. Right, okay. Oh, well, he had the key to the next level. Yeah. Like yeah. Derek Azura is in the heavyweights. Right. Yeah, 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 and he was like, you know, I got a ten round with him, and you're thinking he's had loads of fights. He, he was a bit of a journeyman as well, and he, he fought whoever like top fighters, and like I think if you if you couldn't beat him, then you knew you weren't going sort of places. Yeah, definitely. And that set up um, your Commonwealth fight uh, against um, and Davy Doobie. Doobie, yeah. yeah, he was ten and out at the time as well. So you're both going in unbeaten yeah, to I this one. Most of his opponents as well, I think. Yeah, he's from Zimbabwe, I think he was, yeah. And how did that, because uh, that was a uh, Kensington and Albert Hall? That was a tough fight to take because I think I only had six or seven fights, was it? For yeah, him. it would have been, yeah. it would have been, yeah. And um, Frank Ryan said, look, we don't have to take this fight, but we've been offered it. So you want to earn a bit more money, which I did, because I was only earning a thousand pound a fight. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I was on not very good money, obviously, especially after winning... Your ABAs and fight yeah. yeah. So would you purse then? Did would, what about the ticket sales? Is there? Yeah, you got ten percent of the ticket sales, uh, which uh, I helped out you know, with my family because they, they sold them for me. So I helped. We gave out a little bit of wage and me as well. But there were ten percent out of like what, what I was selling, weren't loads of money, sort of thing. Yeah, I can. Well, if you're selling a thousand tickets at say, well, easy fifty quid a pop. Yeah, five grand, ten, ten percent. No, there was only twenty pound in days. Oh yeah, of course, tickets. of course. Oh yeah, yeah. So you go in, so yeah, yeah. And so two grand, and then you're getting ten percent of that, which yeah. is two hundred quid. And then, then I get a thousand pounds for winning the fight, and then you have to pay ten percent thank the Maloney. Yeah, and then you have to pay ten. Sorry, it was twenty five percent. Then twenty five percent thank Maloney, and ten percent my my trainer. Yeah, yeah. So you're losing thirty five. Thirty five quid. So, and then you start thinking, oh, I was earning more money than I was roofing. <laughs> so you you were not. I love the game. So you're yeah, not yeah. working at this point then. You're no, not working at this I point. Think, as soon as I turned professional, I had to give up my job and uh, really I go for it. I didn't have to, but I felt if I want to be a, uh, at the top level and uh, where I like to go to London, you obviously like I said, you had to get a train from Chatham yeah. to Victoria, Victoria Seven Sisters Underground, then a bus to the gym every day. So I was doing two, two and a half, three hours a day just travelling. Money as well. Yeah. Money as well. If you're not yeah. jumping a train. Exactly. <laughs> 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 Trying to get up there, do you know yeah. what I mean? I imagine, exactly. like, I could, by the sounds of it, to actually even get to even that part, it's just hard work. Oh, like, definitely, yeah. Rely on your family and stuff. and Yeah, there's a lot of times with me dad, me mum. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And the yeah. sacrifices as well. You've got, because you, you're... Baby would be here now. Your 
Yeah, little girl would be here now as well so now you're having to provide as well yeah and no one obviously no one sees that side of it everyone just sees the you with the belt at the end but not these little yeah Yeah. in the bed sit with me me, my girlfriend and the baby yeah like one bedroom flat sorry right in Chatham yeah in Chatham yeah and they weren't the best of places they gave us but you know, carpet's close as one of them in the flats. And, uh, yeah, Luton Road, another one. Yeah. Yeah. How did it feel then? How did it feel winning the Commonwealth title? Absolutely, Luton Road. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've died for <laughs> <laughs> We all know what Luton Road's like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How did it feel then winning the Commonwealth? Uh, it was brilliant because, uh, you know, the kid I was fighting, he had so much long armour and I was walking on the shots Well, my go forward fighter and uh, I was just walking on a lot of shots and he, he was classy he was a bit of a punter as well so um, and then I started wearing him down I could feel six, eight rounds yeah I've never done 12 rounds before in my life so like the basics I kept thinking if I go too mad I ain't gonna I ain't gonna last he, or he's gonna come on strong eighth or ninth round he's gonna come on I didn't know how he was playing it so your mind's thinking is he letting it all out you know and then all of a sudden I caught him a shot in the ninth and I thought, God, he nearly went. But the commentators, you can hear the commentators when, when he was actually fighting because they're going, yeah, I'm just behind now on points. He, you know, the kid's in front. And I can hear You can hear the commentators? I could hear him. Mm. Yeah, well, they were so loud when he was right in the ring. Glenn McCorry, that was. Okay, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Glenn McCorry in the Sky, main Sky. So man. you and this was a Sky Sports fight, then? Yeah, the first time as well. So I've took the fight because I thought I needed the money. It was only uh, two thousand quid I got. Cra- sorry, two thousand five hundred, which is crazy for a Commonwealth title. Yeah, and I and you, and that was at the Albert Hall, which was like yeah, yeah, it's, it's obviously it's... and it, it was a big fight to take, and I took it. And then, like I say, and in the tenth round, he caught me with a shot, and I wobbled a bit, and I come back. Then I went back to the corner in the eleventh, and my trainer said to me. Look, he said, John, he said, you're behind on points. He said, you got to you gotta knock this kid out in the 12th round to win the fight. Said, now, I've gone out there. I've caught him with a left hand. He wobbled, and I was like, on him. And then also I caught him another right hook, dropped him, and he didn't get up. And oh. 10 seconds to go in the last round. Oh, oh wow. The Ooh, Carl Frotch, uh, Jermaine Taylor type. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, wow, yeah. bloody hell. Yeah. So then now you're Commonwealth champion. Then you fought at Wembley. What was it like? Obviously, you've done that, Albert Hall, but then to come back home. Ah, you felt like, yeah, you felt like a champion, like, and uh, people think you as like millionaires, you know. know, Yeah. Get us a drink, come buy us a drink, come do this. Or like, you know, they just thought, God, he he must be on thousands, but like I said, I had two and a half grand for that fight. So you still struggled, but winning it was better. Is like winning ten million. Yeah. yeah. Uh, did you do so? Wait, like when you did you find more people just coming? And you attracted more people around yeah, you. Definitely, I think especially after winning that fight because he was on telly all around the world, and yeah, and knocking him out in a twelfth round. Yeah. Ten seconds ago. Yeah. Well, then you fought next at Wembley Arena, uh, yeah, and it was Mar Mauricio. Burnell, yeah, that's yeah. a. So this is what I mean. So you won on points seventy eight and a half to seventy eight. Yeah, 
Yeah. Like that, I can't get my head around that. I can't yeah. get my head around it because obviously with what I know about boxing yeah. now. And when we see the points on that, we try to sort of win. You, you won way more in front Oh, of okay. Yeah, so Yeah. You know, it's just one of them ones. It was... They, they scored it quite close than what it really was, I thought, as well. Yeah, because I definitely made a statement I beat him properly, you know. Yeah. Was that for the Commonwealth or? No, 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 no. no. How, was, how was Wembley Arena? Oh, it was great. To yeah. Find out. Yeah, good atmosphere again. And yeah, I was on Bruno's bill as well. Oh, okay. Bruno was uh, top of the bill. And, uh, yeah. So what, within your first seven fights, you fought at Wembley Arena, uh, Albert Hall, um, and then Crystal Palace and the Lewisham Theatre as well. Yeah. So like... And you've been on the undercard of yeah. and Bruno. Yeah. yeah. So this is within your first seven fights. And yeah. that's this is not like... That's mad. Like, yeah. it, it, obviously, you can look back and go, this is, this is where... And you're building your career as well. Yeah, that's it. So this is before anything, like any world yeah. titles for yourself. It's crazy because now you've s- said that fight, that fight, I was with Frank Maloney for all them fights. Yeah. With, um, until I won the Commonwealth. And then uh, he said I was getting like, um, no disrespect to Frank, he had to, he had a lot of like fighters and he had to look after his own self with Lennox Lewis and whatever. But the, he offered me sort of, I think it was about three and a half grand to, to defend my title or four grand, I think it was the most. And then uh, I thought, I knew Mickey Duff was interested in me, who had all the top fighters like your Ben, your Richie Woodalls, all the top fighters. He had a big list of them, uh, Frank Bruno, all them. And uh, he offered me, he said, look, I thought, I sod this, I, I need to earn some more money. So I've, I rang Mickey Duff up and he said, come for a meeting. So me and my dad went to uh, uh, Wardour Street Terry Lawless was in the office with him because they was working together. Right. And um, they, he offered to sit down, we had the chat, and he said, well, I'll give you £10,000 for every defence you have at your Commonwealth. So as soon as I got off, got off the three and a half, more thank you. So I thought, I need, you know, and he had all the top fighters, so I thought, you know, I'll go with Mickey now. I'll earn some money. So was Bernal under Mickey then? No, he, or was, was it? Yeah, that was under Mickey. Dunn's yeah, yeah. So as a warm-up fight, yeah, and then it. your next fight would have been um, so it's Albert Masan Kabala. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh. Um, so that one would be Mickey Duff, and this is where you earn yeah. half decent. Well, we'll say half decent. Yeah. This is where you're earning a way. lot more now. Yeah. Than where you was before. That's right. How did that go? Because yeah. that was at Lucian Theatre as well, wasn't it? Yeah, Albert. That's yeah, man. I knocked him out. I think. In the, I think it was the third. Was it? I third? haven't got where where yeah. it is, but I have got you. You've not. No, fifth round. I think I knocked him out in the fifth. Put him the right hook, and he stayed down. So again, like it's not you're not messing about. You're not like going in for a you you're not you're getting these these lads out. Yeah. And then now you're beginning to earn better money better well. money yeah to look after everyone so yeah, exactly yeah. yeah was this where like things started to change where you're like you'll then be able to like set yourself up with better things around instead of sitting in a bed sit now yeah exactly that to be fair we, we wanted to move it, it took time because you're still only 10 grand but still you still had to pay your 25 percent manager 10 percent. so out of, out of 10 if i can remember rightly i was i took home about Six thousand, six thousand eight hundred pounds, right. which is quite a lot of money, I think. 
you know, especially for what I was earning before. So then, but when you had your foot, uh, your fight, short, well, I weren't used to that money, which I think now I should have saved more. Um, you just like uh, enjoyed yourself. Yeah, uh, people like, around you, you want to I was in a training camp for eight weeks, seven weeks, living in London, away from your family, away from your missus. Uh, and then you think, bloody hell, you think, you know, I want to enjoy myself. Now you had a big list like this of all the things you wanted. Yeah. Because you're sitting in your, in your flat in London and you're like thinking, God, God, I can't wait to apply. If I win this, I'll earn me money. I want to have a big room here. I've got food coming yeah. in first and then I want to buy a nice car. You know, you well, it's taken you 14 years to get there. That's it. It's taken you yeah. 14 years. So you've got 14 years of that hard graft for yeah. the first bit as a kid because I imagine yeah. and then you've then got the like still hard graft yeah. now you're an adult with responsibilities and now you're like, like middle yeah. Yeah. yeah six and a half thousand it was like cool yeah this is nice but there's nothing even to this day I don't think there's anything in place for because you look at these youngsters that are coming through now that are getting stupid money stupid money yeah. for something like they're the southern area fight on a matchroom bill yeah but yeah. they'll probably get 10, 12 grand for that, yeah. them boys that are on the, with the match room. Um, but there's nothing in place no, for them yeah. to go, someone to go, right, I'm, I'm here to help you manage your money. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah, it's it, yeah. I remember, um, I think it was Tony Bello who was talking about a British title fight and he was on 15. Yeah. And you're like yeah. 15 for a title fight for, for a British, British. for the that And you're, yeah. I was like, like 70, 80, 100 yeah. grand, wasn't it? That's it's ridiculous. And isn't it? that's when my eyes opened with how yeah. little money there is in boxing where people think, like you said, yeah. that you're millionaires and stuff like this. Yeah. So, so yeah. something that's such a high risk, getting a low reward. Yeah. So, right. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It is. Um, so. Uh, with the the next one then this was Elephant and Castle Ricky Romero yep that was American they brought him over from America I think it was yeah that was it yeah and, and that was with Mickey Duff as well yeah how was that yeah that when, uh, that was another quick, uh, knockout I knocked him out in the first round and uh, another nice easy payday yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you think oh, this is nice no, this. waking up sore in the morning yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's right at all um, so then you come to your it would be your second title defence um, uh, Morgan Mapendi and this is, is I wonder is this where you was talking about earlier that you come in against a strong um, African that's lad. the one yeah, yeah so you yeah. said um, I got it he's knocked you down in the fourth as well yeah that's right yeah he's very dangly and you know he had a, he's very wiry he, he could really bang but he was just like a wild um, bolo shots as well. I was walking up to a couple and, you know, I just kept going forward and forward and in the end I was wearing him down again. But that went 12 rounds. So, you know, 12 round battle. Yeah, 118, 117 I got. Yeah. How, um... Was this, so this would have been the first time you hit the canvas as a professional? Yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah. What was that like? Uh, it was like a touchdown one. When it, like a... Went black for a while, and then your eyes sort of wake up and think, Where am I? Boom! And then 
you just got straight back up because he's like, oh my God, I've got, I've got to go back in. And I'll, I'll describe it as, you know, the old school cameras yeah. where you flick it and it goes black it. and then you gradually get yeah. your thing back. I, like, yeah. I, that's how I describe it. When I remember getting it and it would just, you'd go black. It's and, true that. It goes yeah. black and then you sort of shake your head and you, you come back to life again. Mm. You got used to that even when you're fighting, sparring or, or, or in the ring fighting on big fights. Sometimes you walked up the shots and you went black, but all of a sudden you just shook it off. And then you come back to, you know, yourself. All right. Um, I'll leave it there for today because uh, I know you've got to go. Obviously, thank you for joining us. So we'll leave this as part one. Um, Johnny, you're going to join us in a couple of, well, in the um, next time we, we do this. Um, yeah. Oh, it's great. It's, yeah, no. It's, it's nice, to, nice to actually remember say the things and i'll start remembering back yeah, yeah and then we've got so much more to talk about as well yeah. like this is only the early part and your amateurs yeah. of careers yeah we've still got a lot more to talk about so colorful on the way as well <laughs> <laughs> no, like it i do done for me like it's, yeah. it's it, like like i said um so what i'd say uh thank you for joining us uh come sports on patreon which is three pound a month also follow us on our socials facebook twitter instagram uh youtube uh the journeyman stories wow. cheers sports social podcast network